Today on ABC Devo, Beautiful World. Hey everybody, it's ABC Devo. Welcome back to it. It's the podcast where we examine every song by Devo alphabetically from the fourth dimension to Wiggly World. I'm Pete the Retailer. I'm Joe Maisel. I'm Tom Taylor. And I'm John Ingle. We're all people. Hey, people. <laughs> Welcome, people. And today we're talking about Beautiful World. Beautiful World is, uh, it's, of course, from uh, New Traditionalists, 1981. Um, and it's one of those, um, I don't know, it, it I mean, I ha- it had a video and stuff. It, it, I guess it was a single. It was a. It wasn't a hit, hit, but it kind of was, right? It's like a like a, a minor hit. It was one of those hit. MTV, not staple exactly, but it was on a lot on MTV. But yeah, without it actually becoming a hit or something, but it was there. Well, right. it, it having a video in 1981 kind of made <laughs> right. it a hit. Yeah, right. Pumped you know, it up in the because there weren't that many of them yet, so MTV yeah. needed content. So yeah, I think that's probably what made it a hit, if you want to qual- uh, classify it as one. And it helps that it's like the best video. Oh my god, yeah. It's. I feel like this is one of those songs that it's like, it's like second. It's like Devo. What is that? Two hundred one or whatever. So like two point oh. No, well we'll get there. <laughs> um, you know, you do like. You know, you've got your surface level, you, you know, whip it, et cetera, whip it, uh, uh, you know, Jocko Homo, Satisfaction are, are kind of the big, you know, the the songs that more or less, you know, normal <laughs> civilians know. Yeah. A satisfied mind. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and then I feel like this is like a, a like one slight step deeper into knowing about Diva. Then like, you know, once you discover this song, you're like, oh, this is a good song. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't want to spoil our, our opinions of it, but I feel like this is one of the next batch of like... Oh, like slightly deeper cuts, and it's not a you know not a not a deep deep cut by any means. It had a video, but right. Well, for yeah, for a lot of people, anything beyond Whip It is a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Well, not to uh, yeah, it, you know, not, not to be argumentative, but when Diva were on Futurama, then they played Beautiful World. When somebody said play Whip It, Mark Mothersbaugh Bow responded, "No, we're playing the other song." <laughs> so perhaps it is higher in esteem than uh, we give it credit for. I completely Maybe. forgot about that. Yeah, that's awesome. a good point. So this is the other song. So would you guys so think this? Team. I definitely I would wouldn't think that it was the other song to know it. But this, that could be a whole conversation that we might have to keep yeah. having from time to time. Maybe we're gonna have to look for the other song as we go through these. My my mental like what I think of when I think of the the I don't know, keep using this term uh, civilian you know Devo fan yeah uh, is you know some kind of you know. Uh, boorish kind of you know drunk and this could be because of uh you know my my environment because of long island uh <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm picturing just some you know like drunk guy with a mustache being like oh yeah yeah we are devo like that kind of a you know like he knows that jocko homo like saw them probably on saturday night live or something you know yeah. of that era we and knew the like, punk oh, yeah, new weird... wave kid at nassau community college well enough that he picked up a couple of random things yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, the the We Are Devo line from Jocko Homo is is so catchy. It's a it sticks in mm-hmm. your head. I think that that could be at, at one time that could have been the other song, but now in this era, 
um, the era of Pandora and Spotify mixes being played in, you know, restaurants and coffee shops and so on, it might have changed a lot. I mean, I hear a lot more satisfaction randomly now. I was going to say satisfaction, yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting conversation because there's a bunch of different ones that you might qualify as the other uh, song to whip (laughs) it. And they perform satisfaction a lot on television, which does not hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. In terms of its uh, recognition. And the Saturday Night Live thing, you know, sometimes you'll even see in some kind of a documentary about Saturday Night Live or comedy from that era or television from that era, you'll see that satisfaction performance on Saturday Night Live as this pivotal moment. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have just seen that in a documentary now, and and that's how they know the song. So I don't know. That's kind of what I was leaning towards as being the other song these days, but definitely back in the 80s, perhaps, or even the 90s before we had the Pandora influence, uh, it probably was Jocko Homo. Hmm. So... uh I, I called up the uh, not to keep going back to Spotify. They're not paying for this. <laughs> um, but not paying I, us. Pete's making all the Spotify money. I went to uh, I went to Devo's page on on the artist page on Spotify, mm-hmm. and uh, then under popular, um, <laughs> they said not Devo. <laughs> yeah, they said, "Have you heard of uh, Talking Heads?" Uh, under <laughs> under popular, it uh, of course whip it is number one. Now I, I can't because there's numbers under these for plays, and that that some of the lower numbered ones are higher up in the ranking. I don't know what the ranking is huh. here, but Computers. there's five songs on this of, under, under popular for Devo. Whip it is number one by an order of magnitude, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, then gut feeling slap your mammy. Wow. Which I oh you know why uh, life aquatic soundtrack. Yeah, Life Aquatic Soundtrack is oh. probably the reason. Right. Oh, yeah, because then Uncontrollable Urge is next, too. Isn't that on... Uh... Well, uncont- wait, is Uncontrollable Urge in a commercial now? Yes, it is. It's. Oh uh, I can't remember what it's for, oh. but yes, it is. It's like for Toyota or Nissan or something, I want to say, but I could be completely off. Of this is a vague recollection of something I heard recently. <laughs> I think but I told you that. <laughs> like, but you, I might can't have. you might yeah. have. But I can't remember what it is. I think it's actually like, I, I don't even know. Luckily, you guys have 11 months to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so you got those three. Keep going. Then Satisfaction. Mm. Uh, and then Girl You Want, which mm-hmm. is another. I can see that. That's probably. I think Girl You Want is on the same level as Beautiful World, maybe. Maybe. As far as like. That had that uh, sort of sub pop resurgence in like the mid 90s or something. Like sound. Was it Soundgarden? Yeah, Soundgarden did it. Did Soundgarden yeah. did it. It was on the. Uh, oh. It was on the Tank Girl soundtrack. Um, well, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to the. We'll get to the. Yeah. So. Well, then remember how. You and know, it's so- first tracks on albums are going to be. Uh, get a lot of plays sometimes. So if you got, um, the, if it's the first track, so Uncontrollable Urge and Girl You Want, if people are like, oh, I'm going to go listen to a Devo album, they're going to listen to that first song, and a lot of people are maybe going to go, well, that was enough, and not right. listen to the rest of the album or or something like that. So that, that a lot of times, like, you know, the first episode of a podcast um, might actually have bigger numbers than yeah. a lot of other episodes. So um, it's, it, it might have a lot to do with that, too. Wait, you mean everybody that doesn't love the fourth dimension? <laughs> this is our first episode. Through the roof. What are you saying? No, no, no through the roof. Through the roof, guys. <laughs> it doesn't count for us. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, this is a, uh, you know, not just because of uh, when it uh, when it was released and, and the video, but it also, you know, it is a um, 
it's a good song as far as yeah. kind of like it's got an interesting interesting stuff going on you know musically it's nice and lyrically it's it's uh i think it's a step um forward i guess mainly on the weekend shows we've been talking about kind of devos um, <laughs> it's a step forward from bamboo bi- <laughs> from bamboo yeah. bimbo no, no dark saying, Shivo. you know they have that kind of uh you know somewhat sophomoric you know kind of uh, uh you know 20 something college student mentality in some of these earlier songs of like like i'm so smart and you're dumb you know like yeah. that, that kind of thing i'm smart and but angry i feel like this is the next evolution of that feeling of you know it's it's a more refined version of that same mm-hmm. kind of sentiment my uh my freshman roommate in college uh he was he was like a fairly smart guy he was like we didn't we weren't exactly the same people at all but he liked you know steely dan and i like steely dan and he got me into de la soul and stuff like that so musically we had some things going on and i introduced him to this song and he loved it he was like oh my this is such i can't stop listening to this song this is so good and after about a dozen listens he was like are they are they being sarcastic and I was like, yeah, I think they're being sarcastic. He's like, oh, I got so upset. He's like, like literally hung his head. He's like, oh, I'm going to go sit down. You would oh, think the oh. end of the song with the it's not for me I know, uh, yeah, coda I think, would have yeah. really been a big clue. I think he's writing so high on the rest of the song and just assuming that it was, you know, on the level that he just glossed over that or something. And I felt bad for him. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Pete. It's definitely a step up philosophically. So I'd say it's like the... the philosophy 200 level class kind of idea it's not like super complicated or anything but it is more subtle and i think Mm -hmm. their approach to writing the lyrics you could be taken in by it like tom's friend you know listen to it and go oh this seems like such a happy song and it subtly grows into this more satirical sarcastic kind of thing and um to me as much as i love the video I kind of don't like how it's so on the nose. Like, you mm. get, as the video shifts gears visually and, and kind of tells you that this is what the song's about, I'm like, oh, I kind of like the subtlety of just listening to it, but I appreciate both. But you can see, if you watch the video, there's no questioning, you know, that yeah. what they're getting at. I mean, even early on, uh, Boogie Boy is, is shocked and appalled at things he's seen, <laughs> you know, putting his hands <laughs> to his face. And yeah. um, it's a great video, but, uh, but I kind of I, I, I think it's got that nice, subtle, approach to the same things they were trying to do in those early hardcore recordings so yeah i think it, i think it works in the same way but it's definitely an improvement you know what the the video reminds me of and this is all just all completely in retrospect so it's not you know they're they're the video came first but when i go back and think of it i totally reminds me of the part in uh, the fifth element where Lilu is going back and she gets to the entry on war and it just mm. plays all the still like footage of war, and she just starts crying, and it's so on the nose and cornball. Yeah, uh, yes, it always reminded me of the scene in Flash Gordon where uh, Doctor Zaroff's mind was being picked, and they just show a lot of news footage, <laughs> and then Ming the yeah. Merciless sees Hitler, and he goes, "Now he showed promise." <laughs> <laughs> or no, it's like the uh, the parallax view with Warren Beatty. Have mm. you guys seen that movie? Of course. Yeah, and there's that, Kills there's the guy that, with the fishing rod. Is it like the, the like test that they give him to see if he he would make a good assassin or whatever it is? And it's like this kind of stream of consciousness, crazy, like just juxtaposed images and everything. And it's kind of like that. 
Man. Well, it reminds me of <laughs> City on the Edge of Forever oh and boy. Guardian of Forever. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, mine isn't as accurate as uh, uh, of a correlation as your guys's, but it's Star Trek. So, uh, yeah, you get a lot of points for that. And it makes. I just thought I should come accurate. up with something that reminded me of me of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So somebody should do a like kind of a mashup video where it's it's Boogie yeah. Boy kind of watching the screen and seeing all this stuff, and then uh, you know McCoy pops out of the <laughs> oh, screen. Assassins, assassins, or Boogie Boy jumps through, and oh, the entire yeah. episode is done with them looking for Boogie Boy instead of McCoy. Yeah. Nice. Or Spock jumps in at the wrong time and he's pulling like a rubber face off his face afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. Somebody, yeah. somebody, please do that for us yeah. out there. Thank well, so. Speaking of the the message and the and the kind of you know the subtlety of the the kind of switcheroo of the uh, it's like hey everything's beautiful for you, um, <laughs> uh, I want to normally I think we try to save uh, covers and other versions for later but this uh, this is going to be our first opportunity to talk about uh, Devo 2.0 oh boy uh, and it's probably the most egregious Devo 2.0 like this is the this is the most Devo 2.0 of Devo 2.0. No, uh, right. I don't know if everybody listening to this is familiar with Devo 2.0. That like in uh, what was it 2003 or something like that? Pretty early, yeah. Uh, or is it not even that? Let's see, Devo 2.0 was 2005. Was slow to load on the page. Oh yeah, 2006 actually. Okay, 2006 to 2007. They existed, which goes to show you that they were not terribly successful. No. <laughs> um, Devo 2.0 was a, a, a joint project. It wasn't like Devo got ripped off. They were completely in on this. They were they thought, on board. They were on board. They were all about it. Um, and it was uh, a, with the Disney Channel, I think, or Disney Interactive or Walt Disney Records. Um, and they picked a bunch of kind of tween uh, actor slash musician kids to basically be like new Devo, Devo 2.0. Um, and that in and of itself was, it's, it's, I, I've seen the interviews with Jerry just, you know, kind of <laughs> saying like, well, no, it's totally within the scope of Devo. This is what we've been talking about the whole time. Like, you know, de-evolution, <laughs> and, you know, it's totally, this is what we do. And I'm like, yeah. But I feel like that's also like a little bit of a cop out excuse for yeah. doing stuff like that. There were a lot but, of comments like that over the years in the later yeah, years when yeah. yeah. Um I like I'm not opposed to the concept necessarily, but it was very Disney Disneyfied. It was very mm-hmm. Radio Disney esque. Yeah. yeah. And and this um this particular this is probably the the biggest e- example the biggest uh break the biggest where it becomes a problem like if it was just kids doing diva songs there's there it's a cool you know it's like a gateway drug you know like sure yeah get, mm-hmm. get more kids listening to diva but changing um, the meaning of a song from um everybody's going to murder each other right. <laughs> and we're all horrible and deserve to die <laughs> right so at the end of Beautiful World, by Devo 2.0, instead of saying it's a beautiful world for you, it's not for me, she says it's a beautiful world for you. I guess me too. <laughs> Did you say I guess? Yeah, I guess oh, me wow. too. I, at least there's a little bit of fence, fence sitting. <laughs> I guess it yeah. is for me too. I yeah. guess. Because I thought it was just and for me too for some reason. but no, I guess uh, me too. Well, that's that, very... <laughs> 
I wonder if that was like a five-hour argument between Devo and the producers of the show. Like, no, come on, just like, there's got to be something. There's got to be some, some, you know, we can hang our Devo hats on. Like, you know, like it's it's not for me. It's not well. Like, okay, you got me. Okay, I guess me too. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like why do that song if you're gonna change it? Like that's the whole yeah. point of it. But. I don't know. I wasn't well, there. I, wasn't in the I room. guess the other way to look at it is if a bunch of kids are going to sing Devo songs, this is a perfect kids song. You know, if you're going to change mm, the right. meaning of it, it's yeah. got the perfect uh, name and, and you know, I, really it could come across as a perfect kids song if you just change that yeah. one lyric. It's true. So from that point of view, twist. it's like, okay, well, let the kids have their beautiful world. They'll they'll learn soon enough. Yeah. Although you could argue that I could, I could imagine just like a cranky toddler stomping his feet and saying, but not me. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah. Dragged out the little mascot toddler kid. Yeah, yeah. Right. at the end of the song. Now, what was the Devo point two point uh, version of uh, All of Us like? Was that uh, what, was <laughs> what was Devo two point of I Need a Chick? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll have to listen to the Weekend Mutation to hear this. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that that's the most. I don't know. Like like I said, at its heart, it's not a bad you know idea. Like that's. Mm-hmm. You know, kids' version of Diva songs is is the, and and she's got kind of like a, not gravelly, but it's almost like a like a Susie kind of thing going on. Or she's got a little like, mm. you know, she's like a pre Susie <laughs> uh, voice to it, and it's I like that. But but changing the lyrics is makes it hard to listen to amongst mm. several other things make it hard to listen to. But that's that's up there. Well, yeah, I'll say for for Devo 2.0 that if they are in fact all playing those songs, they're they're solid musicians. They're nice, clean versions of the songs. Those kids are pretty good. It looks like they are. It looks like they all really know what they're doing. When I watch those videos, and I'm like, okay, they're, they're, you, whatever, it's fun. Um, changing the the meaning of the songs is a little cringy, but yeah, I'm not really worried about it. On the record, it was it's just Devo playing the songs. They're yeah. playing their own oh, okay. songs. And then, they, they did, I think, some live shows and stuff because the kids, some of the kids, were actually musicians. But um, it's it's mainly, I don't know, it, it's mainly Devo. It's basically a Devo album, but with little uh, kids, little kids mm-hmm. singing. Was that show just musical, or was there like some kind of like monkeys kind of story to it, or something? Was there like a like what the, what the show actually consist of? I don't think they had a show. They Wait, just there was a show. Oh, yeah, I was, was like really like shocked for a minute. Oh, I they... saw it. Like I saw like uh, maybe maybe it was just like a video or something. But I thought it was like them on a set. Yeah, and it felt like it was like you know. Oh, now we're going into a song or something. Like we're taking a break from the mystery we were trying to solve or something like that. But maybe I'm just making that up. <laughs> no, I mean I think there was a, a home video kind of a thing. Oh, okay. It was basically like the. Um, you know, no, they like had the nine videos, apparently. Uh, yeah. But that was it. Okay. I, I think it was just kind of like the Ono videos, where it was like they filmed them all on the same set with the mm-hmm. same kind of setup. Okay. And then just did them, you know, had them playing different songs and maybe changed up the backgrounds a little bit. Hmm. Well, they had the little animated, you know, those little cartoons that went along with them that are, right. the, some of them are pretty crazy, but yeah. Right. They probably didn't have the, the French fry going into the donut, but... No. <laughs> no. It yeah, was actually, looking had... up some of the changes they made, it's uh, sort of shocking, and we'll get to them as we get to this. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll go down the list. But I, I feel like this is the paramount. Like this is changing the entire meaning of the song. Some of the other ones change it different. You know, they kind of branch off and make it different, but not mm-hmm. the uh, not the opposite. Um, 
But well, there's one part of the song, of the actual song, the real song, that I actually don't get. Okay. <laughs> like it's that, uh, hey, you with the new clothes on, you can shake it to me all night long, hey, hey. Right. I looked at lyrics and I've also seen it as, um, hey, boy and girl with the news clo- new clothes on, but what you say is what I've always heard for the last 25 years. Oh, hey, you? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I've heard "girl" in there somewhere, but yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm actually. I got. I got "Hey You" from you know a lyrics thing online, but uh, it, I, I always thought there was a girl in there. But uh, yeah, what I see is boy and girl with the news clothes on. Yeah. Oh, okay. With the new clothes on, what I always heard was lying naked with the news, as in northeast, <laughs> west, south clothes on. Which I always thought, wow, that makes no sense. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is blown. <laughs> but yeah, I don't see how that. Uh, I mean, it, it, it feels very much like. Uh, ah, we need a connection from this part of the song to the other song, the other part of the song, and it doesn't That's like a- thematically have anything to do with the rest of the song. It feels like. Incidentally, that's also the part in the video where you see Mark Mothersbaugh and Lorraine Newman, who I've always heard were oh. dating at that point. Yeah, oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was her. She's in that second Devo collection video. What's that yeah. one called? Yeah, well, she's in, she plays uh, not Baby Doll, um, um, Rod Ruder's daughter. Right. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Scooter, but it's not Scooter Ruder. <laughs> I really um, wish, though. Well, to, to uh, bring it back to Devo 2.0 for a second, that's another, funny enough, that's another lyric that they changed in oh. Beautiful World. Uh, boy so and girl with all your clothes on? Something? Instead of boy and girl with the new clothes on, you can shake it to me all night long. Hey, hey. It's boy and girl with the new clothes on. You can pose and party all day long. (laughs) (laughs) I guess shake it to me was a little too suggestive, so instead you can pose and party. I really have to wonder how much much members of Devo got from Disney to do this project, because it's just, again, looking at the changes, which we will get to, fans of this podcast, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of changes. But, I don't Hmm. know. Again, is it worth it? Is it is it that gateway drug thing where it's like you know they'll be different now, but then the kids will listen to it, they'll discover the original stuff, they'll mm-hmm. get you know, I don't know, it's tough. Mm. I don't know. I think I they're more it. likely to listen to to Devo two point and then when they grow up, they're like, oh, that's that lame crap from when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> so isn't like regular Devo? I think it'd be reverse gateway. Maybe it would yeah. have a negative effect. I think a lot of Devo on its own is kind of kid accessible in some weird way i do too that's why you know uh, mentioned i think just on the weekend edition that um my son loves devo he's just four or five years old depending on when this airs um (laughs) and and uh, devo is part of this kind of grouping of music that i think was going on a lot in the late 70s and early 80s that was kind of adult children's music where Mm. (laughs) A lot of times lyrics would be very directly uh, to the point about adult life, sort of like Talking Heads did a lot of that, where they would have a song about, oh, this is how you go find an apartment, you know, and it was just, uh, you you got there was a tongue-in-cheek thing going on there, it wasn't that simple, but they kind of have this feel like children's music, and sometimes it's a little up-tempo, upbeat, and that's part of the tongue-in-cheek feel of some of that music of the time, so I've always played that stuff for my kid, and Archer loves, he loves the Talking Heads, he really, really loves Devo, so I've always kind of seen it that way too. I'm glad somebody mm-hmm. else said that. Yeah, yeah I, mean, you I don't can, think you need to you know reinvent the wheel to get kids to like Devo. Yeah, you can yeah. play them a song like Snowball. It's about a snowball, but it's also really yeah. about life. Yeah, they have that moment when they're 15. They're like, "Oh my god, Snowball!" <laughs> I mean, they have oh a song god. called Peekaboo. 
Okay, <laughs> so that's about as much of a kid's song as you're going to get. Yeah. And my and Archer loves. Uh, we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves with that, but yeah, he loves that song. You know, mm-hmm. to him, it was a, it's a kid's song. It's meant for him. So, but it's not for me. But not <laughs> for you. <laughs> I guess for uh, me too. But I, I don't yeah, know. I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess that is a much more kind of. I guess. I guess that is a much more tween interpretation of it too. But I guess for me yeah. too. Now, not to drag us out. Pretty beautiful. (laughs) Not to drag us too deep in the woods here, but there's a part of me that always—not always. There's a part of me that, since I heard of Dove, the band of love, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. always wondered if this, in some form, was part of the Dove set. Oh. I mean, I've seen no notes to that effect. I've seen nothing recorded to that effect. But it has that. It's something that would really fit into that uh, general, that that sort of like evangelical uh, band thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With just a couple of tweaks. Yeah. 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 That. I mean, I know about Dove, but it 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 is hard to find kind of evidence of, you know, stuff they played, stuff they because they never released anything as them. They never did any kind of like. Like even any of the live stuff, really. They had they like um, they did some sort of like a you know somewhere between him and children's song um, on the uh, on was it was it Fridays that they did uh, the new traditional stuff? I think on one they oh. do begin yeah, yeah, yeah. they do do the like I saw Jesus in the morning they do do like one of. Uh, they do do one of the Dove songs, but don't do it in G- in uh, Dove gear. And there was video footage of them doing "It Takes Worried Man," huh. right? Hmm. And they appeared in a movie, didn't they? Yeah, it was like Prey some... with Dabney Coleman. Huh. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, yeah. For for the listeners at home who don't know about Dove, Dove uh, is another. It's the band of love offshoot project. Yeah, it's Dove, the band of love, and it's it's Devo uh, on which tour was it? Was it? I think it was New Traditionalists. Where they they opened for themselves as Dove the Band of Love and they were they were a uh, a Christian kind of revival uh, act musical group. I remember a lot um, of plaid in what I saw. I seem to recall they were wearing sun visors. Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Well, so I wonder if you know with the timing of it, I wonder if this song would have informed Dove more than actually being a part of it. Maybe going through the process of writing this song and recording this song over and over again, it seems like Dove <laughs> might be an idea you would get from this song, as opposed to it actually being part of the session. I don't know. It's just a speculation, but hmm. I could see them, you know, they're writing this song with a certain intent, but they're going like, you know, if you if you looked at it this <laughs> other way, we could do some stuff that way and uh, have this whole other side project. I don't know. But like you said, there's not much out there. I don't know anything about them other than their name, really. I don't, I've, mm-hmm. I'm aware of their existence, but like you said, without music out there uh, yeah. to listen to, I, I don't know what really how to research it too much. I mean, uh, you guys have informed me more about them right here than I, than I had any information <laughs> of before. So Yeah, I think, was you got to serve somebody a Dove song? Oh, maybe. Hmm. Um, and I think that I saw Jesus is the one that you were talking about. I'm, yeah, I'm scrolling that's through a, our list. That's yeah, the that, one I said. We'll get to that Man. Uh, in December. There's some, um, there's some guy sitting at home with an energy dome on his head <laughs> screaming yeah, right. at us right you now. You dummies. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, guy. We'll have opportunities to get back into depth. Hmm. 
We get smarter yeah. as the show goes along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I made promise. no promises on that. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, since we already I, we already kind of brought up covers with the Devo 2.0, I also, I also wanted to point out that the uh, there's a f- somewhat popular cover, and, and it, again, it's a weird thing that I don't I didn't know about it, but a lot of people seem to know this song maybe from uh, Rage Against the Machine covered it. Wow, Whoa. yeah, that would be something I'd never want to hear. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine that. Like, yeah. how in the world would they approach this? Like, I guess obnoxiously. How could you scrape? <laughs> how could you scrape the strings of a guitar to this song? I just don't know. Um, yeah, wow. We're gonna. I might have to dig that up and see if I can hear that because I'm yeah. curious now. It's uh, yeah. It's a weird. Uh, it was on. Let's see. It was on. Uh, it was 2000, and it was it's on the second the thing album. that comes up on YouTube when you type in uh, "Beautiful World." Yeah, like yeah, I mean, really? this, that's happened with a couple of other. You know. Every once in a while, you'll just be blindsided by like, wait, this other band covered that, and that's like a lot of people know it from that. Okay, like, wow. Um, it's, uh, it's satisfaction come around. Yeah, there you go. I guess that's. Yeah. We can't throw stones, but uh, <laughs> right. well, stones. But uh, <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> um, but it is. Yeah, it's interesting to see that, and I haven't actually listened to it. I, I'm I'm a little bit afraid to. Mm. Um, but who knows? Maybe it's uh, maybe it's sublime and wonderful. Um, well, it's sublime. <laughs> yeah, no, if they did it, it would be terrible. <laughs> it was Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Um, in the uh, Devo Wikipedia or, or the Devo Wiki site, there is a unsubstant. That they print an unsubstantiated piece of trivia. And again, this is not sourced at all. That the song's vocals were performed in a style to emulate Stan Ridgway of Wall of Voodoo. Huh. Make of this what you will. Hmm. So, I, I can kind of see that. <laughs> I guess I could, it but I wouldn't see like why. Up, <laughs> that little, like, up twang. I can see. Yeah? I, can, I can picture it. Totally. I could see it, but I don't know how intentional that was, or somebody made that connection and decided it was intentional. Yeah, right. that could easily be well, Jerry, if you're listening out there, uh, hit us up. Let us know if that <laughs> yeah, was your intention. Explain that to us. Um, that, that's that's interesting. I mean, I, I can. I mean, you think that's from a marketing perspective or from a like? Did they were they uh, friendly? I, I don't even know what their relationship was. Diva doesn't seem like they had a ton of you know, um, you know, they, they weren't necessarily part of a scene. So I mean, they were they were in the kind of. Uh, you know, they were adjuncts to the kind of uh, CB's, Max's Kansas City scene. You know, they they would drive over and play there a lot early on. But but they I settled in California, which was... Uh, they settled in Southern California, which, as far as I know, is where Wall of Voodoo was located. I mean, right. it's possible. Who who knows, really? I don't know. I do not know. Yes, nor do I. No. <clears throat> John, Tom? <laughs> nope. I'm just thinking maybe they foresaw people mistaking Mexican radio as a Devo song and they were <laughs> messing with those people. Right. Just go with it. Um, it's like, you know, releasing another asteroid movie the same summer as a different asteroid movie. That's what they're going for. Like, maybe if we sound kind of like Walla Voodoo, we'll get some more of that. So how do we rate this uh, classic? Yeah, it's... I don't want to go first this time. It's tough. It's 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 you know I think 
through through our commentary, we've all revealed that we, we mm. do like it. But how much do yeah. we like it? Well, you can just call me Fonzie because I'm giving it an A. 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 Right. Yeah, me too. I'm just yeah. going to throw it out there right now. It gets a straight A for me. I'm going to say A+. Plus. I have Whoa. no problem setting this Whoa. as like the litmus. Is that the proper term use of the term litmus test? This is like, I mean. The high, I, the high bar. It is, without thinking the about Earth it, song. it's easily among the first, you know, the top five or ten Devo songs for me. Which makes it an A+. Plus. That's, that's true. If you that's... were like, if you were making a Devo mixtape for somebody, which I I have done, yeah. this, <laughs> this would absolutely be you know first ballot. Yeah, 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 I, I, yeah absolutely. You, you couldn't I do it have without, an idea. without Beautiful yes. World. You know, this would probably I I don't remember ever making a Devo mixtape for anyone, but I think this would end it. I think this would probably be mm. my last track on, yeah. on mm. the Devo mixtape. I think it's like it's a perfect way to end a, a mixtape. No, I swear to God, so, I think I've done that. Yeah, I think I have put it as, as the last song on a Devo mixtape for somebody. It could be a so, last song of a, of a mixtape, a general mixtape even. Mm-hmm. It would be, be yeah, a good one. Yeah. General mixtape? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> the Chinaman gave you? Um, the, uh, I will, this is again, my personal foibles will come into play here. And I'm, I'm, I'm also going to go with a straight A. It would get an A plus because exactly for the reasons that you just were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it gets docked that that little bump because it fades out and I just I uh, songs that fade out can forget all my heart. Wow. Uh, well, I f- once I you say about the fade out the tape, it's I don't know that 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 is a good but I don't know I feel like you need to you need to <laughs> stick that landing. So you know, Pete, if you didn't say that, I wouldn't have thought of it. But one thing I will give them with their fade out is they do actually change it up a little bit. Yeah, at the end, you know, it's a beautiful, mm. beautiful world. Like, there's, no, that's true. There's yeah. something yeah. to it. It's not a lazy fade out. No, no, no. It's a high A. This is like a whatever. What's the cutoff there? A like, it's a ninety-four or something. Like that. What? What? When does it become oh. a plus? 96? It becomes a plus roughly around 96, 97. Yeah. So this yeah, is a ninety-five. So. Yeah, right gonna, on, the, right on the cusp. Well, I mean, an uh, A is a for, you know, A is a perfect four point oh, and A plus is above four point oh. Right. So. Yeah, I think that if the if the fade out, I'm kind of with you, Pete. Actually, I'm really particular about landing songs. So there's other ways of <laughs> ending songs that really bug me too. Um, it's kind of hard for me to be satisfied with the end of a song. Sometimes it's frustrating, but I'm kind of the same way about the fade out. Unless the fade out has meaning to it, and I think it does here. I don't yeah. think that the idea is that this is a perpetual state, <laughs> like this kind of <laughs> idea, this sort of uh, sarcastic. You know, it is. It, this is a continuing idea, is what I get out of it. So you don't just end the song; you let it fade out, and the song keeps going. Going. So right. to me, it works as a fade out. But I'm usually with you. Like fade outs are often very lazy. So I don't think that's the case here at all. Yeah. All right. Well, I, again, it's you know, it's a minor quibble, but it's enough just to push it out of plus territory for me. Uh, but it, it still got all A's. So this goes yeah. into we'll have to make some kind of hall of fame. We'll have to come up with a clever name for it. Yeah. But. Anything that gets all A's, we'll have a, a playlist for that or something. A mixtape, if you will. Hey. Hmm. How about that? Hmm. Uh, so well, should we just say it makes the mixtape? Is that the yeah. Hall of Fame? Yeah, why not? We'll call sure. it the mixtape. Cool. Beautiful cool. world. Welcome to the mixtape. <laughs> there we go. Um, speaking of mixtapes, I did the Spotify thing. I went and oh. uh, built a radio station off of Beautiful World. 
Uh, and the next song after Beautiful World on that uh, on that station, The Order of Death by P.I.L. Huh. <laughs> wow. So, huh. Beautiful World. I don't even World, remember how that song goes, but sure. Neither do I. No, it's it's not one of the the, the public image limited songs that I'm I'm terribly familiar with. But uh, I think conceptually, it I like the balance there. Yeah, beautiful world, the order of death. Sure. Maybe that's the opposite. Maybe that's all like ah, death, uh, terrible destruction. But oh, but love at the end. Maybe that that has that. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. The ironic twist in the order of death is that it, it ends with a happiness. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like something Johnny Rotten would do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I, mean, I think that's uh, pretty well covered for uh, "Beautiful World." You guys have anything else uh, for this song? Uh, not me. No, no, it's just one of the best songs in the world. That's all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm cool. <clears throat> all right. Well, uh, we've got again. I can't remember if we've been uh, setting up the next uh, doing a little teaser at the end of these, but we will from now on. Why not? Sure. Um, that's uh, that's it for for beautiful world uh come back on uh thursday thursday we'll be talking about big mess oh boy another, another oh, yeah. diva song um and in the meantime follow us on twitter abc devo um go check us out if you want to hear more we've got uh, we've got a patreon patreon.com slash abc devo and for a, a low monthly contribution you can uh, get access to uh we cover the exact same number of uh non-album tracks as we do album tracks we do one episode a week, but we do two tracks, and uh, and so it's it's really like it's doubling your money. And we're talking yeah. demos. We're talking we're talking singles. You may think that you're going to get the theme from Doctor Detroit from for free, but oh no, my friend, you will not. <laughs> that's, that's a big. Uh, that's a big. There's a couple of songs, you know, a couple of well-known Devo songs. If you like Devo, there's a couple of songs that you know, and then you're, you'll be a big fan of that'll only be covered in the Patreon uh, edition, the Weekend Mutation. So. Uh, go check that out and then otherwise we'll see you back here Thursday for a new episode of ABC Depot bye everybody for you <laughs> I'm going to fade this out <laughs> <I guess. laughs>